Hey y'all, it's me Ed Carbajal, mixed martial arts analyst for SureDog for Proof Media, my MMA news, MMANews.com. Um, it is Thursday, the last Thursday of 2018. Uh, I just wanted to do a quick uh, recap slash reaction to the UFC 232 final press conference that they relocated last minute to Los Angeles. Um, there's a book that uh, I read a couple years back. It's called The Psychopath Test by Ron Johnson. Um, if you go to uh, if you go to like uh, my uh, Amazon webpage, it's uh, on my Twitter profile at Carbazel. It's pinned right there. Click on that, and you'll see book recommendations. A book is actually listed in there, and in that book, um, you'll see like the traits of psychopaths. And and um, I don't know why I never thought of it before, but um, John Jones displayed all those traits today uh, at the press conference. I mean, from refusing to accept the responsibility uh, to of um, everything that's you know created the image that he has to um, the way he behaves and and um, crim- various levels of criminal activity. I think versatility and criminality is the term. Um, that I looked up, but, um, yeah, I don't know the man, so I shouldn't really say stuff like that about him. I, I don't know him. I know people that have spoken to him and got to know him and they say good things about him. So I'm not trying to like disparage him. I mean, everybody, the thing about fighters <laughs> is that they have to get into a, a mode of, uh, they have to set their minds to do what, what it is they do as far as being fighters and in combat sports. You got to remember it is, um, it's still violence when you, when you uh, take all the politics and the, and the, uh, sportsmanship and all that out of it. I mean, it's, it's uh, one human being, you know, trying to hurt another with just enough regulation to determine a winner and a loser. And everybody can go home relatively safe and healthy. So, um, that's what combat sports is. So, I mean, there's a savagery in it, but there's a beauty in it with the martial arts and the discipline and the art of, uh, the art of fighting, you know, with the training and everything that leads up to it. So, um, I don't know. I just felt like I had a, I can't just, I just, some of the things he did though, made me think about that. And I was talking to one of my, uh, I was actually talking to my editor over at MMAnews.com about the whole thing. And, um, it just made me think about like, I don't know. I mean, the, he's such a good martial artist. And actually, someone asked me who I thought was like one of the greatest of the current times. And, and his name was the answer that I gave. It was on a podcast called uh, Rolling with Simon. Uh, one of my training partners does it. And it's like a empowerment and martial arts uh, type of podcast. If you're not if you're not following it, check it out. It's uh, at Rolling with Simon on Twitter. And um, I mean, he's on iTunes and, and um Spotify and all that too. I, I believe he also records through Anchor, like this podcast. So, um, if you're not subscribed or or favorited, please favorite him and, and this one as well, as well as uh, Coast to Coast Combat Hour, because um, that's where we did our UFC 232 previews. So, anyway, I just wanted to talk about the press conference and touch on it really quick. Um, obviously, this whole the whole situation is outshining the fact that this is this was the, the toughest fight. Gustafson Jones won. It was the toughest fight he's ever had. Uh, 
and by his own admittance and um this whole relocation and the picograms and Tarina Bowl has overshadowed the event and um it's kind of like taking away from from what what this is i mean you know they're gonna poor daniel cormier who's been clean hasn't had any issues you know they're gonna strip him of the light heavyweight title so that this this can be a title fight for the main event and then the um which i i I don't understand why that's happening i mean as far as i'm concerned daniel cormier will be the champ champ you know um until he retires in march which is when he said he wants to retire so and then it's taken away from the uh, the fight that's going to determine probably the the greatest female fighter in the history of mixed martial arts between Amanda Nunes and Chris Cyborg. So um, all this drama and, and the UFC is really screwed up since they've uh, since the Fertitas uh, sold it. You know, I mean, I know Dana White's still at the helm, but it's just not it's just not what it was. It's it's not what what the thing that was worth four billion dollars. This this ain't it. You know what I mean? What what was bought definitely was, but it's it's losing value as we get closer to, uh, you know, as we get as we move further away from when the Fertitas owned it, and it's already a uh, 2016, 2017. We're going into um, 2019 now. A new broadcast deal with ESPN. So everything they're doing is it, it's it's more. It's not even a money grab because Dana White said they lost six million dollars just just relocating it alone. So how is it a money grab if you're already losing money by moving the the event? And then I don't know if you guys know that the uh, the top tax uh, rate for in California is like thirteen point three percent. So not only are these fighters, uh, uh, you know, now they're going to all make less because they have to pay these these taxes to California by relocating the event to California. It's really horrible. It's really messed up. But so for some reason, fans still bought tickets, and looks like they're selling out the arena. And um, I'm saying maybe 400 pay-per-view buys. I don't know. What do I know? I mean, I, I, I'm tired. I'm not going to try to predict what people think anymore because I feel like if they really were displeased, Luke Thomas just tweeted this out, which is why I'm, I'm kind of made me record this now. If you were really unhappy with everything, then don't buy the tickets. Like, why are you buying the tickets? I think people just want to close out their year doing something big, you know, and end the New Year's, their New Year's as best they can. I mean, a, a lot of people went to Vegas to do that, and now they're not doing that. And that, and then there's, uh, you know, because the thing relocated. So I guess because of the new location, the people that thought they couldn't do something feel like they can do something now. So maybe that's where the maybe that's where the win is coming from. I don't know. Um, but that's all on the West Coast. Here on the East Coast, um, by the way, if you want the predictions uh, on Coast to Coast Combat Hour, Matt and uh, uh, Hoist Gracie's Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, Ray Robles, we we three did a uh, our picks for the main card of UFC 232. So if you haven't listened to it, you can go to theblogboardjungle.com and check out the video on that or just uh, listen to the podcast. Um, I submitted my picks, which are kind of off of that recording, to MMANews.com. That should be published after weigh-ins tomorrow, Friday. Uh, the real weigh-ins are in the morning, so you'll know by fr- uh, Friday afternoon whether or not any fights on the card have been lost. Um, but um, that's Saturday. Then we have Sunday is the 29th. 
I'm sorry, Sunday's the 30th, and then Monday's the 31st. So you got a Ryzen event. There's like a two-night event in Japan. If you if you uh, use Fight TV, you can watch it for 19.99. But the Mayweather tension bout will be blacked out, which I don't understand. Um, and then you can follow me and Front Proof Media uh, for New York City. The Professional Fighters League Championship uh, will have their million-dollar prizes and uh, six of the fighters fighting for uh, titles or will get the million-dollar prize for the weight class from uh, welterweight, featherweight, uh, light heavyweight, um, <clears throat> excuse me, heavyweight. <clears throat> and Kayla Harrison has a feature fight on the card. Um, I spoke with Carlos Silva, president of the Professional Fighters League. If you guys haven't seen that interview or read the article on frontproofmedia.com, I'm actually going to add the audio of the interview for you at the end of uh, recording this part of this podcast. Um, but um, I figure I'll give you my picks really quick for the um, the event. Um, you know, welterweight is the, the welterweight match is the main event. If you haven't heard yet uh, of Ray Cooper the third. He pretty much became a star in the inaugural season of Professional Fighters League because uh, he was an underdog, and then he came out and fought, and uh, I don't think any of his fights went past the second round. Uh, he's definitely a finisher, young man. Uh, keep them, the name in your mind. Um, so you have the main event will be Ray Cooper III versus Magomed, Ma- Magomed Kirov. The uh, and then the for the heavyweight championship, that's the welterweight championship fight. Josh Copeland versus Philip Linz is a heavyweight championship fight. Uh, light heavyweight championship is Vinnie Magalhaes versus Sean O'Connell. And then I just mentioned the Kayla Harrison featured bout, she's facing Moriel Charneski. Um, that's not for any tournament or, or million dollar prizes, it's just to keep uh, Kayla Harrison, um, you know, ready for the 2019 season, which is. Supposed to feature a women's lightweight division for the Professional Fighters League. So that'll be something to look forward to. And she'll get her shot at a million dollars in 2019. <clears throat> then we have a lightweight championship with Rashid Magomedov versus Nathan Schult. Featherweight championship is Lance Palmer versus Steven Seiler. And a middleweight championship versus Abus Magomedov versus Lewis. Put the guns down, Taylor. <clears throat> Lots of fights to follow there. Um, so I'm just going to give you my predictions. Um, you know, Mr. Silva had to stay objective, so he couldn't really give you his picks. But uh, we were talking because uh, before I give you my picks, there is a DraftKings game for the Professional Fighters League. It's a fantasy-style game. The link is over at the FrontProofMedia.com article. Also, if you uh, if you go to the U- Blogboard Jungle YouTube channel, the link to join the game for the DraftKings is there. It's a twenty-five thousand dollar. Uh, prize pool so it's it doesn't work like uh mma fantasy for like the ufc you don't pick five fighters and and you know uh you actually have to pick right down to like how the fighters are going to win and uh like if the closer you get to the accuracy in the round and the timing of the round to finish the more points you accrue more points you accrue the closer you get to winning uh part of that twenty five thousand dollars so you too can technically fight for some prize money on new year's eve by joining this game check out draftkings.com uh i believe the 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 link the full link is hold on i'll get it for you the full link is 
Oh, I opened the wrong week. I'm sorry about that. DraftKings Professional Life. So it's it's pick'em, pflpick'em.com. Sorry, pflpick'em.draftkingsmedia.com. You can log into your DraftKings account from there and make your picks, all right? So <clears throat> before I play the interview with Mr. Silver for you, uh, Ray Cooper, I have him winning for the welterweight championship. I think he'll win by knockout in the first round. TKO or knockout in the first round. Magomed Magokirov is pretty tough, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe the second round. Josh Copeland versus Philip Lenz. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Copeland, uh, I've seen him fight before, and he's pretty tough, but so is Philip Lenz. Um, that's a tough one to call. I think, uh, as, if, if I recall... I, Copeland takes a lot of damage when he fights, so I'm I'm leaning towards Philip Lins, probably a decision in that one because of Copeland's durability. For the light heavyweight championship, Vinny Magalhaes versus Sean O'Connell. Sean O'Connell, um, and you'll hear Mr. Silva mention this in the interview, he tends to get himself in trouble. I don't know how good he is uh, uh, as far as his submission defense. Vinny Magalhaes, if you're into jiu-jitsu in the world of Submission grappling, you know that, and or jujitsu, IBJJF, and all that stuff. Um, Vinny Magalesh is a, is a wizard in submissions. He'll he will likely win this. All his fights were first round submissions, I believe, for the PFL 2018 season. He will likely win this million dollars on New Year's Eve if he gets Sean O'Connell on the ground. So I'm leaning towards Magalesh in that one. <clears throat> Kayla Harrison versus Mario Charneski. Again, they're not for a, a million-dollar prize or a championship, but it's it's still part of the uh, DraftKings game. So uh, Kayla Harrison, she's been on a, on a tear, and she's trying to round herself out as a mixed martial artist. She's a gold medalist in, in um, judo. So uh, that's her, you know, that's her, her, her moneymaker there. So she... If she gets in trouble, she's going to go to that and likely get a submission win over Moriel Charneski. But she's been she's been showing that she's been trying to work her hands and kicks and stuff. So um, I'm going to say a finish for Kayla Harrison in the, in the third round for that fight. Lightweight championship, Rashid Magomedov versus Nathan Shilf. I think Rashid is uh, Khabib's co- cousin. I could be wrong. <clears throat> if you've been following, there's a lot of... Magomed uh, names in this, so I could be confusing them with all the Magomeds. <laughs> Matt and I joked about this on the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, but I'm going to re- lean towards Rashid for the lightweight championship. Uh, featherweight, uh, Steven Tyler's got some nice submissions. Lance Palmer's no slouch, so he's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, all-star wrestler, former World Series of Fighting featherweight champion. So I think he's going to pick up a million dollars in a championship on New Year's Eve. And then the uh, the first fight of the night, Abu Magomedov versus Lewis Taylor. Lewis Taylor, I interviewed him at PFL three. That's on the Blogboard Jungle YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it, he's um he's definitely one of these guys that like um he said he's not about the money. He's not in it for the money. He wants to be seen. He wants to make make his name known in the sport. But in doing that, I think by not being focused on it, he's uh, made himself. A favorite to win. He's he's come close to title contention when they were World Series of Fighting. So um, Abus Magomedov is going to have his hands full. Lewis Taylor's a tough guy. I'm picking Lewis Taylor to win. Just so you guys know, I mean, Lewis Taylor has got a really tight guillotine. 
So look for him to do that in the early like round round one, round two. And if he snags it and they're dry enough that there's no popping out, he's gonna get the tap. So I see Lewis Taylor being a millionaire on New Year's Eve. <clears throat> so that's those are my picks. If you want to do the DraftKings game, again, it's over a special link. PFL pflpickem.draftkings.media.com. Uh, use your DraftKings account to log in, and you compete for your share of $25,000 for the um, you know, New Year's Eve event. Um, you can follow along live, too, if you're logged into the fight. I might have two windows open when I'm there covering the event. If you follow me on Twitter, at Carbazel, I'll be live tweeting the event. Uh, I'll probably do a Periscope before the broadcast so make sure you give me a follow i'll be at the uh there's a press conference tomorrow look for that on frontproofmedia.com it'll stream live there on an end on the professional fighter league facebook page <clears throat> sorry to keep clearing my throat but i'm getting over the cold i had last week um so with that i will give you mr carlos silva professional fighter league president and he'll talk about uh how this DraftKings game came to be and where they see the pro fight league going in 2019 and um just uh you know he'll talk to you about the his overview of the fights on new year's eve so if i don't talk to you i will probably record another post uh episode reactions to ufc 232 after the event but other than that um you have a safe weekend if i don't record another episode by new year's eve have a happy New Year's Eve. Be safe. Drive safely. Don't drink too much. And uh, make sure you wish everybody you love a happy New Year. Thanks. PFL President Carlos Silva uh, talking just as we come upon fight week for your New Year's Eve end of the season, the uh, PFL championships. Uh, how does it feel to be coming back to New York City? It feels great. You know, when we... Uh... As you know, Ed, when we launched the season, uh, you know, we said we were going to start the season in New York, and we we're going to finish the season in New York. So it's uh, it's a great feeling to uh, to do that, and and now we're coming back for the championship. You know, we're going to crown you know six million dollar winner. So it, it couldn't be more excited about it. Um, I mean, uh, you, you did say that actually. I, I forgot that you said that at the first show, and uh, I mean, you're. Hulu Theater, Madison Square Garden, and I remember you did say that at the end of the first season. But um, I mean, the, the the it seemed like there was um you know before the the season launched there was like people were concerned there was criticism and then around the second third or fourth fourth event obviously you guys picked up a a, a really cool reputation of the high finish rates and and you got a lot of fighters interested in it and and then you picked up some investors so I mean uh it's, it's got to feel good to 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 have this level of success after at closing out the first season. Is that right? Oh, yeah, no, look, no doubt. I mean, uh, I think, uh, look, we all started this together, and, uh, and we weren't sure how it would all work out. I think we, you know, we did years and years of planning to get there, and, you know, then, then we sort of left it into the, into the fighters' hands along with, a, I think, a really great set of rules and regulations for a sports league and the regular season, you know, big finishes, Fighters really understood that if they got points, it really would help them. And, you know, you could see it start to build from week one to week seven. 
And then, um, and then you know, at the, at the end there, it was, you know, it was no different than, like, what's going on with the NFL playoffs right now. You know, everyone was jockeying to try and, you know, figure out what they needed to do. There were some people left on the outside, you know, guys like Josh Copeland that, as you know, at the end had to sort of wait for other results to see if he was going to get in. And, you know, then he snuck in as an eighth seed, and now he's, you know, now he's fighting for a million dollars in a week. Um so I think all the drama was there, and you know, and as we propelled into the playoffs, there's no doubt that this fight twice, win twice, quarterfinals and semifinals in the same night was, was you know, the most exciting night in MMA. And so uh, I think all of that just sets up for this great drama on December 31st. You know, six title fights, six millionaires. Uh, you know, even even the runners up are going to you know be very proud to be the runner up as, as well as, as they you know look at next season, but I, I think it's all worked out great. Uh, be excited. I hope everyone can make it out on December 31st and enjoy the new year with us. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the, one of the things that's that's really cool, I mean, it's not just the fighters that are on the current roster that are that are looking to come back for, for another chance at, at going through it all again, but um, it's just such an honest way to to put the fights together, you know, with the with accruing points and advancing and then the, the tournament style uh, to, when you come close to the end to, to decide who who's going to fight for the prize money. I mean, there's even, uh, being from the region myself, there's even amateur guys or, or guys trying to come up that, that are already saying, you, you used to ask them, what do you, you want to do? What's your long game for a career plan in professional fighting? Uh, a, a lot of the ones, the guys that I trained with said, you know, the PFL is where it's at. So what, the, what you're doing, what you did, the formula, it's definitely something that works for, for MMA. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I mean, we we hope everyone's thinking that way as they come up, you know, from amateur to the regionals and from the regionals to the major leagues with us. And uh, it's a it's a great sort of building block. And, and then you know you get it, you, yeah, you get seventy two, and and then you know, look, I mean, there's a lot of guys that didn't even make the playoffs. You know, you look at you know some great veterans like Luis Torino. Um, you know, or Herman Turbato, um, and others, you know, they, they weren't, they didn't even make the playoffs. They had a tough, tough time in the regular season. And then, you know, you look at veterans like Jake Shields that squeaked in, but, you know, came up against, you know, a really powerful Ray Cooper and couldn't make it past the quarterfinals. So it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough format. You've got to, you know, sort of play your cards right and, and really, you know, get your wins at the right time. And, uh, I think it's really gone well. I think the fighters have really uh, enjoyed it, and I think they feel, as you said, you know, no, sort of no politics, no talk. It's you know, all of it happens in the cage, and you know what? You win, you advance. You win, you advance, and if you win, you become the champion. Yeah, and that's great. And uh, keeping with the the theme of reimagining MMA, obviously this week, uh, Friday, you guys announced uh, a partnership or, or a fantasy style game with DraftKings. Um, and generally, people are used to the to the the picking five fighters and and you know the format that the way it works uh, um, you know with um, with the way it's been traditionally since since DraftKings started doing combat sports. But uh, yours is a little different. I mean, it's it's down to the minute. So uh, can you talk about how the DraftKings partnership came to be? Um, like, how did, uh, did they did they come to you? Did you come to them? How did it, how did it happen? Yeah. You know, look, it, it, it's one of the it's one of the really great things about having a, a powerful ownership group. Uh, you know, our our owners, you know, go across sort of you know the uh, the digital landscape, the uh, you know all of the new innovative landscapes that are going on. You know, DraftKings is is obviously growing and and is is doing such a great job. And the 
because our owners and, and DraftKings had a great relationship, we knew a number of the folks were there, like Ezra Kuchar and, and David Lebo, and we started talking, and uh, and we, we put a we put a package together, you know, really led by Don Davis, um, who had some you know great relationship, and uh, we started working. We were going to think about a 2019 deal, and the, the DraftKings guys really stepped up and said, you know, we really think we could get something done for 2018 for the championship, and so. A little bit of hard work from their engineers, which we really appreciate, and and the digital guys on our side. We were able to get the game launched. It, it launched you know, just a couple of days ago. You can sign up if you're already a DraftKings member. You know, you just go, you just log in as you normally would, and you go to the PFL Championship game. You can pick all of your fighters, uh, who's going to win, uh, what round they're going to win in, how are they going to win, knockout, decision, submission, and and then the minute by minute. That also gives you extra points if you can get close to um, uh, picking, you know, which round and, and what minute um, the the fight would end it. And so it's easy to easy to play, easy for everybody. And uh, as you know, DraftKings is the you know the biggest platform, so we're excited to be working with them. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the the thing about the you said you mentioned the guys on your end uh, from the site, the PFL site. Um, when I, uh, I, I, when we got the email, I actually checked it out and I saw that it was similar to the way you guys kind of had a pick em thing towards the, 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 the final brackets, um, just on your site alone. So it looks similar to that. And I, that's why I was wondering if, if, uh, who came to who, because it looked like, it kind of looked like you guys were testing the, the field as, as making a fantasy style game for the PFL and then the DraftKings came out when it, when I logged in and checked it out for myself it it it, it seemed similar cuz I had already done like the bracket yeah. picks so yeah no absolutely yeah absolutely we were able to test the waters a little bit on you know just with PFL on the may.com and then uh, as we were talking with the DraftKings guys you know obviously DraftKings has all their great experience but we had a little bit of experience too so we sort of met in the middle and I think that helped us to get the game done quicker yeah, definitely. I mean, I, the and it, it looks like it's it's got it's a live thing, right? Like, so people watching at home could open up the laptop and and try to score score live or watch the the the, the points accrue live. Or is that is that something for the the twenty nineteen season that they could look forward to with the brackets? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can you know you can wait till last minute, but you've obviously got to get your pick ten before the live fight starts. Yeah. Uh, you can you know you can pick one fight or you can pick all six fights, but. You obviously get more points if you pick all six fights in terms of your standings and your ability to win the $25,000 from DraftKings. Um, but yeah, there'll be more. We'll continue to expand the games as we look to 2019. Uh, it, uh, it's fun and it's engaging for the fans for sure. Absolutely. And you guys have been doing a good job engaging with fans. I mean, you do the stuff, you have the Facebook watch, and, and uh, I actually uh, uh, downloaded the uh, the thing you did with Hangtime, um, where, where people could uh, do trivia in between rounds. That, that was fun for the 2018 season. Um, yeah, that was, that was a great partnership that we did with, uh, with Kids Week. And, uh, you know, we're able to, you were able to, uh, you know, really inter- interact. There was trivia, there was multiple cameras. Uh, yeah, it was really that was a lot of uh, a lot of great technology from our partners at Kizwe that also helped us to power our Spanish language feed. Oh wow! Uh, you know where we where we bring in some Spanish uh, language broadcasters and they're able to sort of weave the the video together with uh, Spanish language feed so that you have that alternative ability to to listen listen in Spanish and it's that that feed's done really well for us on on Facebook Watch. 
one of our most watched feeds is the Spanish language feed. Also, I mean, you're talking about technology. You got, uh, just before the DraftKings thing was announced, you talked about the the, the smart cage technology that you're going to be using. Um, you kind of started using the term uh, cageonomics this season. So, and uh, people like the ref cam. Uh, so we're we're going to see more stuff like that uh, and at a deeper level in 2019. Or we we started we started uh, all of this with the with the ref cam uh, and the, you know the cage cam back you know a couple years ago. We built on it. You know, we've had some great uh, data that we tested out this year. Uh, that's our sort of our cage genomics data. You know, kick kicks punches. Uh, you know, real-time miles per hour that we trialed this year, and, and now we're sort of really happy to be partnered with uh, with SMT, the leaders. Uh, you know, sort of the yellow line, the, the yellow line guys. And uh, you know, look, they they changed the game of football with the yellow line so many years ago, and made it part of the sport. And I think um, our cage genomics and our smart cage, powered by SMT, uh, is going to do the same for for MMA. We'll start to build that in 2019. And then we'll continue to roll features out from 2019 to 2020 that I think fans are going to really enjoy and start to understand, like, what amazing athletes these fighters are yeah. and start to realize that they're not just fighters, but they're also amazing athletes. Absolutely. You know, um, uh, one of the things in the press release about the DraftKings uh, partnership talked about the fans, that how, how engaged and passionate they are. And uh, I just realized as well, I was looking at the – the DraftKings, uh, the way we can pick them, it's almost similar to the way the fighters had to come through and accrue points. You know what I mean? Like, like to get to where they are, you're kind of putting them in the same situation that the uh, you know for their fantasy game on the night of the championship. So that's that's actually a pretty cool coincidence that I just picked up on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can get extra points depending on how you finish and how you predict. The same way that the fighters get extra points if they finish early. So yeah, there's a lot. Of- a lot of similarities, for sure. Um, so, I mean, not not to put you on this spot. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you're you're the president, so so you have to be objective. But uh, do you have any? Uh, 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 who do you think would play as a favorites for 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 folks to to pick for for well, New Year's Eve? Look, look I, you know, what's really interesting about the night, and look, it's championship night, six championship fight. Uh, you know, you start looking at all these matchups, and it's like. Every single fight, you know, it's, you know, Lance Palmer against Steven Seiler, you know, Felipe Lins against Josh Copeland, you know, Ray Cooper against, you know, Magomed Karamov, you know, I mean, each of the, each of the fights, you know, Vinny, Vinny Magalhães against Sean O'Connell, I mean, every single one of these fights um, are great fights, obviously, because they're championship fights, but, you know, you've got some guys that are in, uh, are in pretty uh, amazing shape and have been very impressive. Uh, coming through the regular season in the playoffs. And, you know, certainly a couple that stand out are, are Ray Cooper, who's been amazingly powerful and yeah. amazingly fast. Um, and you've got, you know, a guy like Vinny Magalhães, who has shown that he's not just, a, you know, a world champion in, in uh, BKJ for, for no reason, but he's also going to try and become the world champion here and show everyone that his skills are you know, not just on the ground, but, you know, just overall. And I think his training and his fitness has been amazing this season. But, you know, it's been like, like any night, Ed, you know, you got to get in the cage, you got to fight. Yeah. And so any, anything could happen. You know, Sean O'Connell a couple of times, it's really looked like he's been out of it. Uh, Josh Copeland, it's looked like a couple of times he's been out of it. Yeah. And guess what? They're both in the final. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so I think, you know, look, 
it's going to be a little tense. Uh, I, you know, none of these guys have fought for a million dollars before, so you got to really see how they come out and uh, sort of how they respond under the bright lights of that pressure. Um, so it's going to be an interesting night, um, you know, five rounds of championship fighting. And then, you know, look, even, even uh, you know, if that wasn't enough, we've got a special event in, in Kayla Harrison uh, against Morielle. Uh, and, you know, Kayla's going to try and get her last tune-up before she anchors our 155 women's division in 2019. So I think it's, uh, it's going to be a, just a, a spectacular championship night of fighting for, with the PFL. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is not, and I don't know if people will remember, but this is not your first time bringing fights to New York City on New Year's Eve. That was a great night too. I mean, that, uh, especially if you're a fight fan from this region uh, in the state where where the band had been on on the sport for so long, um, you know, which you guys were were around in 2015 campaigning. I remember that's when I first met you at the MMA World Expo. Um, you right. know. To bring uh, to bring the fights there, to bring the fights uh, to the Garden again on New Year's Eve. I mean, personally, I, I hope that becomes a tradition. But I know with growth and everything in the future, I mean, it'd be nice for you to expand it elsewhere too. But uh, I, it's definitely uh, something great to look forward to on New Year's Eve. I, I hope uh, every uh, everybody tunes in on, especially on NBC Sports, um, uh, just before the ball drops. A lot of people. I mean, around here. If it's too cold to go outside, they stay home and watch TV. So it would be great either way with buy a ticket or, or they show up. Um, but yeah. uh, I, look, we're, we're excited. We're excited. You know, we, like you said, we were there in uh, New Year's Eve of 2016. That was a, an amazing fight with, um, you know, some great champions. You know, you know Justin Gaethje, Marlon Marias, you know, David Branch, Jake Shields, John Fitch, uh, Luis Firmino. Uh, yeah, it was an amazing night of fights. Um, and now, you know, we started our season on June 7th with the PFL, and now we're coming back to crown six world champions. And, uh, look, the Garden's a great place. We love work, working with them. Uh, and the New York Commission, Kim Sumler, and them have been great to work with. So we're, we're excited to finish up and, and crown our world champions there in, in, uh, you know, in, the, in the greatest city and, and in the greatest arena, frankly. Yeah, definitely. Um, so anyway, I, I appreciate. It. I know we're talking on, on a Sunday before everything comes, the fight week comes uh, comes to, to play. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk, Mr. Silva. I really appreciate it. I love everything you're doing over there, and I know a lot of fans do too. So I'm looking forward to New Year's Eve. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Ed. Good talking to you. Have a nice uh, Have a nice holiday. You too. Merry Christmas. Okay. Take care. Merry Christmas.